Hello and welcome. I'm Lauren Lucky and you're listening to Take 10, a podcast of Fonerin Church. Today we are in part two of a three-part series about burnout. Last week we considered six principles to help us recognize and avoid burnout. And today we're going to talk about what it means to have a rule of life. Here's Robert. Last week we introduced in Take 10 uh, the reality that we probably all face to varying degrees. That's the reality of burnout. And I know if you've experienced this or are experiencing it now, um, I hope we have something for you today. We introduced it. I shared a bit of my testimony last week, my story of 2015 and when I wanted to quit and six important perspectives, lessons that God taught me. And I will say as a record that I learned them really more that fall and that winter looking back on that, that summer. Today, I want to introduce to you something called, multiple writers have referred to this as the rule of life. I read, years ago, I read a book by Stephen Machia. He wrote a book called Crafting a Rule of Life, an Invitation to the Well-Ordered Way. And I'm going to steal from him today a little bit of what he talks about, about this rule of life. But I want to begin with the D.A. Carson quote, who said this, people do not drift towards holiness or happiness. Apart from grace-driven effort, people do not gravitate toward godliness, prayer, obedience to Scripture, faith, and delight in the Lord. We drift toward compromise, and we call it tolerance. We drift toward disobedience and call it freedom. We drift toward superstition and call it faith. We cherish the indiscipline of lost self-control and call it relaxation. We slouch toward prayerlessness and delude ourselves into thinking we have escaped legalism. We slide toward godlessness and convince ourselves that we have been liberated. A lot of times a drift or burnout is a slow drift. It doesn't happen overnight. It's something slow, and you and I have lost our way in some ways. And what this book talks about, this rule of life, it says that the premise is that we need a guide to help us, to help us avoid the drift, avoid the ditches on either side, we need a rule of life. Now, let me say, what is a rule of life? Because a lot of us can, could confuse a rule of life with legalistic rules. I mean, didn't you leave that? If you're attending Fonder Church, don't you see that we have a sense of like, let's move away from that. We don't want to be that religious body. We don't want to be that church group that draws you into legalistic rules. But a rule of life and legalistic rules are not the same thing. Legalistic rules are put in place to judge whether you've earned your salvation. They're the way judgmental people determine who's in, who's out of the kingdom. Uh, Paul refers to legalistic rules as a false gospel or distortion of the gospel. You can read this in the book of Galatians. So a, a rule of life is not about earning or determining someone's salvation. It's rather a clear picture of what we need to live in healthy relationship with God. It's just this collection of tailored spiritual practices that help us focus our attention on God. And these practices we put into our lives daily, weekly, monthly, annually, these are rhythms to help us remain on the narrow road that Jesus talks about in Matthew 7. A rule of life might also be called rhythms for your life. Your role, your rule of life rather, will be a way to bring everything you've learned um, in your spiritual practices about Christ into your growth that could lead to your resilience. So a few thoughts on this uh, rule of life and how to create a rule of life. Learn that it starts with prayer and listening to the voice of God. Discerning your rule of life is no different 
start by becoming aware of God's presence. And this, this comes from being silent before him. As you sit in silence, listen in silence to the spirit and the word for direction, and then let the spirit guide your decisions. Ask yourself these questions. Where do I need to be closer to God in my day, in my week, in my month, or, or in the year? And this may mean that you are more aware of his presence or more filled with his love or more discerning of his will. Where do you need to see God more in your rhythms? Where do you need, where do I need to make changes to be the most healthy version of myself? These changes could be mental or physical, social, emotional, spiritual, but examine your health in each of these areas. And here's one that's going to make a difference. Where in my calendar do I need to see conflicts between my false self and my true self? What needs to change in order to be, for me to become more wholehearted? So think about these practices within your rhythms. Um, think of yourself on the daily. Break up your day into four to six equal sections, early morning, late morning, early afternoon, late afternoon, evening, and bedtime. What spiritual practices or healthy habits feel right at each time of day? Think of not just daily, but weekly. What weekly rhythms will you need to incorporate or improve? If you aren't practicing a weekly Sabbath, and we're going to talk about that in our next episode, or weekly corporate worship, these are a good place to start. Of course, I'm a pastor. I'm going to talk about weekly Sabbath corporate worship, but oh, how important that is. And when I see people, single people, I see families begin to cheat that and drift away from that. And I think we do so with consequences. The church pew on Sunday mornings gives you a rule of life that brings health into your lives. And I know that sometimes it's so easy to say, oh, I'll watch online or I just won't attend at all. It's helpful to be a, make that a part as a follower of Jesus. So beyond daily and weekly, think of monthly. Are there monthly practices that would help you in your relationship with God? Um, I worked for Crew. They called it Campus Crusade for Christ back in the day. And one of the things that got in my bloodstream early in the life of my ministry, they're working with college students. I was in Florida at the time, but I was encouraged. I was on a staff team where our leader encouraged us to take a day with the Lord. This is a day that you just really take off, one day per month, and it's sort of a mini prayer retreat. That's the way I began to look at it. And it gave this day with the Lord gave me space to grieve things, to lament, to give healthy expression to any emotion I was tempted to bury because on the daily and on the weekly, you, we bury things and we don't stop to look and listen to what's happening and I know the, the word lament, and it is a biblical word that's been used a lot the last couple of years, but it's an important word for us to sit in those spaces and to think more deeply about some of our complicated emotions, things that we want to bury. So beyond the daily, the, month, the weekly, the monthly, there's also the yearly. Are there patterns in your year where you need extra rest or deeper connection with God? What are your most draining times of the year? Plan time before and after to energize your body, your mind, and your soul. Seasonal vacations, extended prayer retreats can be very helpful. Um, you can, if you're able to, with your employer, uh, incorporate a sabbatical every, say, five to seven years for different uh, improvements of like renewal and, and realignment. Uh, these, I'm recording these podcasts here in July. You hopefully you'll listen to them in July as well. And this is a time for me for added rest. The elders here have been good to me 
uh, to be able to spend extra time. So in the month of July, I'm not in the office a lot. I'll be doing some preaching, but I'll also be handing it over to other leaders to teach. And it's just a healthy, healthy, needed time for me. I do a summer study break. It's just deeper connection with God. Some sin in my life is brought to the surface, some ways that I need to uh, renew my life and realign, and it's really important. So these rhythms will help you create a rule of life. And so I will say this, lastly, related to rule of life, adjust your rule as needed. As you start to live with this rule of life, you may find your relationships are affected by it. In some cases, this will be good, a real good change. Others could have negative effects on some of your most important relationships. So renegotiate your rule. The goal is for your rule of life to enhance your relationship with God and your love for other people. If your rule of life gets in the way of this, then it's not a healthy rule of life. You also may find that over time, certain spiritual practices lose their effectiveness. People don't want to talk about this, but it's true. This is very normal, and it may mean you've drifted out of focus and you're not really engaging like you think you're engaging in these practices. If that's the case, guess what? Re-engage. However, you may need to mix things up and try different practices or to adjust your rhythm so you can really get locked into this rule of life so that it feels freeing and not a burden. One writer of the one who wrote this book that I read a few years back said this, it is supposed to unlock your freedom and joy, so approach it playfully. Like a child on the playground, feel free to change the rule, the rules to make the game more life-giving. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you come back next week for part three of this series as we talk about what it means to Sabbath well. We'll see you then.